Welcome back to Mad Men Mental Health. Um, I'm going to stop complaining now. You should stop complaining. <laughs> How are you, my friend? I'm doing really well. Uh, good. How are you? Uh, you know, I'm getting over, you know, this, I went over yeah. being sick and that kind of sucked. But other than that, I mean, you know, compared to how I felt for the last week, I feel halfway decent today. So good. pretty excited about good, that. Good. Um, so this is what number four for us this is our fourth episode, fourth episode. Number four. And I know you have some yeah. really neat news that you yeah. didn't bring up with you today, but that's okay. I'll see you. I to get it. did not bring up, but we now officially have some stickers and we officially have some business cards. The business cards, unfortunately, are just the sticker as a card because I didn't have anything to, else to put on it, but I am working on trying to get like a website built and like, you know, Facebook and then probably try to do like links to the, you know, where you'd find it on like Amazon music and iTunes and Spotify and all that other stuff. That, yeah, We're trying to be official. Yes, we are trying to be official. We look like we're professional at this. Yes. Trying to also see about, you know, ways to get, you know, maybe even just small level t-shirts made and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I, I'd like to see if we could find somebody that does like on demand stuff. So we're not, that's what I want to do yeah. is I don't want to do uh, like the box I have over here. Yeah. And brew stuff. Yeah. And then they said maybe other little things, maybe like some buttons and things like that that we could hand out, you know, things. I mean, we'll never do like a bottle opener. I don't think a bottle no. opener would work well for this. I, I really think at some point magnets, because I love our magnets. Magnets would be brews. good. Magnets would um, be good. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, I mean, could you throw that on literally anything? Yeah. <clears throat> I have a feeling when we're in Chicago this summer that uh, I, some poles are going to get stuck. I, I anticipate they will. Yes. Nothing wrong with but that. I do have one more other bit of news. Oh, I love news. Just because, again, it's something I'm I'm proud of. I weighed myself this morning after you know, my workout before I showered, and I am now down to 237, so I'm officially under 240. That is excellent, my so that friend. That puts me a couple pounds away from 30 pounds down from where I started. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Congratulations, my friend. Very, very excited to see that. I can now, like I said, I've been hovering at that anywhere like between about 241 and like 243. And now, you know, officially I feel I'm down low enough to call myself under 240. That's that's excellent. And and I mean, you know, that speaking of mental health, uh, that's one of those things that really does factor into mental health. It does too. And and I mean, you gotta feel fantastic. Oh, and I did. And I was talking to one of my like long-term coworkers yesterday and, you know, cause she'd been out most of this past week with, you know, fighting a cold and everything when she was back yesterday. And you know, I popped down there cause she had some questions about stuff that needed to be done. And we talked and she's like, you know, you are. And it was like, I think one of those things when you don't see people for like a handful of days, you start realizing like the, when they do look, different and i'm like, yeah, right. like i feel really really like just healthier and everything and happier just yeah yeah that's that's excellent mm -hmm. <clears throat> so big congratulations for that um I, so this week this week uh this episode because we don't do weekly no uh we got a little bit of hodgepodge i would think it's definitely a hodgepodge episode um i i do you had said at some point you wanted to listen back to the first episode and see how many, how much we got into specifics on you specifically. Yeah. And I, I kind of want to get into some specifics on you as well on this episode, yeah. uh, kind of after we hit the hodgepodge of shit that we yeah. have. Um, for those of you that have not joined us before, uh, I curse a lot, way he more does. than Mike. He does. And I'm sorry if you are offended by that, but I, I curse a lot and that's just how I talk. So. He'll do that and I'll use intellectual words. Yeah, like intellectual. This is the one podcast I do where I don't feel like the smartest person on the podcast. No, no knock on Nick. No, I'm Nick well will, aware. Nick will tell you that very dumb. Yeah, until you get certain guests on, like the professor, right, or Jim, <laughs> or Jim. Oh, Jim is definitely way smarter than me. Yeah, the professor as well. But <clears throat> um, it's it's a little different for me not feeling yeah. like the smartest person in the room. Yeah, um, but. Anyways, I digress. So, Mike, uh, let's let's talk about some of those things we have yeah. on the list. So, what, what was first on the list? I went with the thing that you sent yesterday, and you okay. said it kind of linked to things that you've seen, and that you've said that even like your coworker and friend Christy has seen, and it's invalidation of feelings. Yeah. So, I I had a conversation with my wife uh, at the business the other day. Yeah, and 
I told her how I felt about something and she goes, well, I, I do my best and that's not how you should feel. And I'm like, yeah, I don't care that you do your best and that's not how I should feel. What I'm telling you is how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. But you just shouldn't. And I said, and again, don't invalidate how I feel. This is how I feel. I get that you don't agree mm -hmm. with it or understand it, but I'm telling you, this is how I feel. And to sit there and tell me not to is counterproductive because yeah. it's not just going to change. Yes. And that is a tough thing. And I think that's, and I mean, like I said, you can go a little bit on what Christie's dealt with, but I think at times, I think that's why men get to the point of not always being open with their feelings because those kind of things are sad. And I mean, it happens with everybody though. I mean, women have their feelings invalidated, men have their feelings invalidated, kids have their feelings invalidated. Well, I think like what you just said, that, that leads to people just shutting up and not discussing yeah. them you know I'm, I'm telling you how i feel about something you're telling me not to feel that way and i, I get that you don't feel that way mm -hmm. but that's how i feel and you know i think that I, we we talked about this before on this show and on bucks and brews um i think i'm a good person yeah i think i'm a likable person yeah i'm also a humongous asshole well, yeah but um, you're, you're an asshole to the people who have earned being an asshole toward most of the time. Yeah. Other than, yeah, sometimes when you're drunk, you're assholes, the people you care about. Correct. But I, I mean, at the same time, I mean, you know, 43 years, 43, my God, I'm, I just aged, yeah, my, aged myself down three years. I like it. Um, you're not that lucky. 46 years of age. You know, I, I was thinking about this earlier this morning because I wanted to bring it up. I don't like myself. Yeah. And I, I don't think I ever have. And, it's not that I don't think I'm a likable person and it's not like I think I don't have great qualities. I do. I, you know, but at the same time, you know, I've heard from a young age things that I shouldn't like about myself. And that just has carried through to, I just don't like myself very much because of all this shit I've always heard for 46 years. Well, that that's, that's tough. And I mean, you know, I fully validate how you're feeling. And like I said, I think you're likable. And I mean, and you go right into like, your your classic light but the pros the cons of being my friend i'm an asshole the cons of being the pros of being my friend i'm your asshole and that describes you to pretty much a t it, it really does because I, i'm not trying to be anything i'm not yeah i'm i'm difficult yeah uh i i'm i can be very hard to love yeah but at the same time i mean if i'm on your side <laughs> Am, you're you're, on you're your side. Yes, exactly and and nothing is going to change that until you change that literally until you change yes. that no your your loyalty is one of the greatest things about you yeah and i there's there's just no wavering when it comes to that yeah. because oh i need to turn that down <laughs> there's really no wavering when it comes to that or because colleague. that's uh one of the things that i always am looking for when it comes to relationships i want somebody to be as loyal to me as what i'll be to them yeah and that probably leads into me being more difficult to deal with mm -hmm. because if, if you're not willing to give me what i'm willing to give to you then uh, this probably isn't going to work but i mean and that's really the gist of a lot of relationships i mean if it's a very one-way friendship marriage whatever it's not healthy for the person who's giving everything and I'm not saying that your marriage, you're giving everything and Don's giving nothing. Right. It's just the fact of, you know, like you said, you, you'll say things about how you feel and you're just, like you said, they're being brushed to the side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think Don does great in certain things, but in other things, she's just, she's not where I would like her to be, I guess. And, and I think a lot of that goes back to, I, I've said this before, I think everybody should be in counseling. I really do. Oh, yeah. And she feels she's perfectly fine and doesn't need counseling. And I don't necessarily agree with that. I think she's she's overcome a lot in her life. Mm -hmm. But that stuff still lingers even years after it happens. Angela brought this up to me recently. Um, anybody that's joining us for the first time, Angela is both mine and Mike's therapist yeah. because, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're very similar people and we kind of like the same people. Yeah. But uh, she brought up the fact that, you know, I was raised by three very strong, opinionated women. Yeah. And then I married a very strong, opinionated woman. And yeah. I surround myself with strong, opinionated women. And sometimes I feel like I have to be the loudest person in the room to get my opinion and yeah. feelings across. Oh, definitely. 
Like you had to be loud at that house with your grandma, your aunt, and your mom. Yeah. Otherwise, nobody was going to hear what you were saying. Correct. And care about it. Yes. And I mean, you know, I, I, I've told stories at the business before, you know, about the way my grandmother was while I was growing up. And people just look at me like I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she didn't trust me. I was a bad kid that should not be trusted. Mike, you've known me for, this is 2024. You've known me for 30 years. Did I ever do anything? I typed up. I don't remember you ever doing anything that would be like, you're a bad kid. I'm like, I think I've done more other than, I mean, yes, you've done a lot of driving when you shouldn't. Oh, yeah, I have done that. But I've probably done a lot more illegal things than you have. Yeah, I, I don't tend to stray from the law other than maybe I had a drink and I shouldn't be behind the wheel right now. And with, that's bad. Even with that, like my stuff was like a couple of times streaking. Right. So I mean, it's never it's, like bad. No, we've never beat anyone up. No. We've no. never, we've never, you know, assaulted, yeah. touched. Yeah. No, um, we're not. Stole. No, we're not those. I mean, have we probably each stolen in our life? Yeah, it's like a little kid, you pocket a candy bar or something, something, and then your parent catches you and you get grounded for it. Okay, maybe I found a, a road cone on the side of the road and I needed it for softball. Maybe I found its way into my car. I don't I don't know. That might have happened. But God, that's that's petty. <laughs> it is. And honestly it's petty theft. It's it, it's a misdemeanor. I, I if they if they find that road cone, I'm perfectly happy to pay for it. <laughs> I just, at the time, I'm like, well, I could really use this. Um, but yeah, in general, though, we're not people that do bad things. No, we're not so rule breakers. For you to sit there and have your grandma tell you, you know, you're a bad kid that can't be trusted. I'm like, at that point, I think it's just, I don't know. I, I would hate to say it. The fact that you do have that Persian in you. And I mean, your grandma was a racist. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. And she would have told you when she was alive that she was not. Oh, yeah. But I'll just, I won't say the word, but what she used to call this, the, the north, the south side of Chicago. Yeah, yeah, we won't say That's a very bad word, but no, we will not say it. She, yeah, she would use a racial slur for the entire south side of Chicago. And it was, it was one of those things where when I was a little kid, I'm like, I don't understand what that is. Yeah. And as I got older, she would get pissed off about things I would say because I would literally just call her out for being racist oh yeah and and of course born in 1920s chicago no, you, she didn't see it no i mean it's it's very easy like i don't think my i mean i'm pretty sure my maternal grandma was a pretty big racist too because again you grow up in there and i mean you know she you know both of her parents came over on a boat from italy so you know outside of probably italians they probably hated a lot of the other nationalities that were in the united states well, you know, I, I, that kind of transitions me into something else I, I wanted to talk about briefly. So I, I told you about this when we talked on the phone the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, this trans kid in yep. Oklahoma, uh, kid's name is Nex. I want to say the last name is Benedict. Mm-hmm. Might be wrong. Might be Bennett. Yeah. Starts with a B. Um, basically was beaten to death in a bathroom by three girls because they're gender fluid. And I, I think you know, when we look back on our ancestors, especially, you know, not that far back, like grandparents, yeah. for, for example, we see that, you know, we, we can admit there was a lot of racism there because they didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. They they were raised yeah. with it and yeah. that's how things were. And they didn't. And it was legal. It, it was legal. And they didn't want to decide that that might be a bad thing. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you and I, I, I think we're at that perfect age right now. We're Gen mm-hmm. Xers. Um, we're we're both pushing fifty. Mm-hmm. Some of us harder than others. Um, I've still got eight months and a few days. Um, and, uh, we we have really taken the decision, I guess, to not be that way. Mm-hmm. Like we are very accepting of LGBTQ plus very. individuals. Very. We're very accepting of BIPOC individuals. And I mean, yep. I, I, technically I am a BIPOC individual. You are. But, yeah. You know, we, we judge people for who they are, not as a person, not what, what they, they look like or who they love or, you know. And and I was, I was really saddened when that story came mm-hmm. out and the fact that, you know, they're trying to frame it that 
there were underlying issues that may have, you know, contributed to the death of this child. And no, th- what contributed to the death was three girls taking Nexus head and bashing it into the floor in the bathroom. That's, okay. that's what contributed to their death. Very much so. And it's unfortunate. Like I said, and unfortunately we can't really talk a lot about like things to do, but the hope that we can do is, I mean, that, that comes from hate and it comes from fear. Absolutely. And all we can really hope to do with what we're doing in our podcast is somebody who's right on that border. Maybe we can teach them a little something so they don't reach that level of hate and fear. I, you, you have always said to me, and, and I think this is the difference between yours and my friendship and our friendship with Mikey. Yeah. Um, Mikey never could embrace hate. Yeah. Whereas you and I could like hates a, it's a it's very it's a very common emotion. It's yeah, a very. There are things that you should hate. Like I hate olives. You hate mushrooms. I hate mushrooms, and and those things are fine. Yeah. Um. At the same time, we hate bigots. Very much so. We we hate judgmental people. Yes. That are judging people for nothing other than you know things they can't control. Yes. Okay. Let's face it. I can't control being Persian. No. I just happen to be Persian. But you look at it and. Yeah. Even when they judge for things people can control, you look at how much certain religions hate other religions. Mm-hmm. And yet religion is much more of a choice. Absolutely. What you choose to, even though in general, these religions that hate each other believe in basically what should be the same God. Correct. It's all the same God. Yeah. They just want to pretend it's a different God. And then there's those of us that are like, I so happy you believe in God. That's great for you. Yes. Me? Yeah, I don't. Choose not to. Yeah, I don't believe in any of that. I just, yeah. you know, I need proof. So, I mean, but that's the biggest thing. We've got to just, like I said, hope that we can, you know, make it comfortable for somebody maybe who's right on the fence. Be like, okay, maybe it's better to not hate people who are of a different race or nationality or, you know, gender preference or yeah. whatever it may be. Again, it's not hurting us. It is not. Um, what, what they choose to do. I, I talked to Mikey yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I'll podge episodes. So you're going to get us bouncing a little bit here. <clears throat> talked to Mikey yesterday. And the last time we saw him, I was very happy. Yeah. You were very I'd happy. Had, I'd had about eight drinks too many. Oh yeah. And I got really handsy with him. You did very handsy. <laughs> and I told him, I'm like, dude, sorry. It just seems that when I drink around you, I might be a little gay. <laughs> and he goes, it's not a problem. I'm like, I'm, he gets the same way. He, I mean, we all like wrestling. We, yeah. We all kind of get a little handsy yeah. with each other. And I think it's because we are just so close, hmm. but I did. I felt the need to apologize. Cause yeah, well, I mean, it's good. <clears throat> I didn't, I didn't want to be handsy. I just, you know, I, I was, I was out of it. It was, it was, a, it was a rough night for me. I, and again, I think we've talked about this on previous episodes. It, it was one of those things where I was I was in a bad place, mm-hmm. and I had a few drinks, and that made me feel a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. And I started chasing that feeling better. Mm-hmm. And then I had way too many drinks. Mm-hmm. And again, I think you know we we're going to have this on an upcoming episode because um, you and I talked about people that have a substance abuse problem yep. or are alcoholics, and how you know society will look down on them for that, but you really need to look at the underlying cause. Oh, like there's always underlying. I, Angela was shocked because on one of the episodes, I think it might've been one of our episodes, you and I, um, I, I said that I was an alcoholic and she goes, I've never heard you admit that before. I'm like, I, I know I am. Yeah. It's not that I have to drink every day. I don't. It's just, I can go you drink. You have a hard time stopping. Right. I can't yeah. stop because all of a sudden everything that's weighing on me doesn't feel quite as heavy. Mm-hmm. And, and it feels lighter the more drinks that I have. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I'm feeling good. And I just want to feel good. I don't want to be in pain anymore. Mm-hmm. And again, a lot of that is self-inflicted pain. I mean, my wife will tell me you shouldn't feel that way. I'm sorry. I do. Yeah. But I mean, again, some of it is you need to feel that way and you need to vocalize it. Because at some point you might find that true underlying cause because i mean i know it's been different things at different points like right now it's some financial burdens and stuff like that that you had a lot of issues you know the four years that cheeto mccock nugget was the president many many issues and uh, you know there was just a lot and i'm like you know and then that got over but then you started having really bad health problems 
and everything came near death, then, you know, you've said you, your brain isn't the same as it was prior to, you know, being in the hospital and almost dying of sepsis because, you know, and that caused a lot of extra depression and stuff like that too. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, it is, it's a matter of you need to feel the way you feel and hopefully at some point by vocalizing how you feel, you can find that trigger and get over it. And I'm like, I've been lucky enough to say like, and I feel, and I mean, I said this to a lot. I'm like, I am probably in the best mental space I have ever been in my entire life coming within a couple of months of turning 50, just because I've got what I've needed in my life. I've got, you know, my best friends back. I didn't have you guys for the, you know, 15 ish years or whatever. I've, you know, my kids are awesome. I, I'm confident in who I am as a person for like one of the first times in my entire life. And, you know, like I said, I'd like to meet somebody and have get into a relationship, but I don't need that to feel complete. Mm -hmm. It would just be a nice additive, something to share my positivity and my happiness with. Yeah. And I, I gotta say, I'm jealous of that because yeah. I definitely don't have that. And, mm -hmm. and again, somebody from the outside looking in, can sit there and say, you know, you, you got a lot, you got a great kid, you got great friends, you know, you got a thriving business. And I'm just sitting here looking at all the things that I have to deal with on a yeah. daily basis. Yep. You know, and I know you're not happy in your job right now. And that was not a good thing either. And you're at that point of debating, you know, are you sticking around with softball? Are you gonna, you know, give up softball for a couple of years. I mean, I know you're trying to probably, you're going to probably step away from Coopersville. I'm, I'm, this is probably my last ride at Coopersville, unfortunately. Unless Chris is willing to let you just be a true part time coach. Yeah. Literally, I, I just get to show up whenever I want. Yeah. Cause, you know, I, I've been sick for the last week. Why have I been sick? Because I'm, I'm burning the candle at yeah, both ends and I'm burning it so hard at both yeah. ends. You know, I, I, I'm working overtime at my full time job. I'm, I'm at break room all, other hours that are available. I'm running to Coopersville mm -hmm. once a week. I'm just, mm -hmm. I'm, I, I have a podcast every week with Nick and then you and I are doing this every two to three weeks. And, yeah. and again, the podcasts honestly bring me a lot of joy, Yeah, but coaching also brings me a lot oh, of no. joy, Yeah, but it doesn't mean that any of them aren't tiring. Oh yeah. <clears throat> and, and that it just weighs on you. And eventually your body just shuts down and says, Hey, guess what? You haven't taken a break in a while. It's time for a break. Yep. I think that's what happened to me in 21 when I got so sick and almost died. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's what happened to me, you know, last week and weekend. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'd been saying I hadn't had a day off since January 1st. Well, last Saturday was my first day off since January 1st because I was so too your sick body to basically leave. shut down on you. Yeah, I was too sick to leave bed. Yep. So I didn't leave my bed the entire weekend. I just, I couldn't. Yep. No, and I think that's very, yeah. like, I said, like I said, that's important. Like, you know, you need, the rest you need that and like i said and i know that's where and like i said and, and eventually like i said i'm hoping i'm hoping for you that maybe by the time you're turning 50 you're able to be like okay find those couple of things you know either change something about what you're doing or find a way to make them you know maybe you'll find something like that's just like this is like the thing like you change a career and like just that flips a switch on you and you know you find that extra happiness so uh, what's on, what else is on our list there? Well, let's see. I threw in just because, I mean, we're kind of talking about careers because yep. I know this was something that was interesting. Like you had shared the uh, podcast or not the the like TikTok or whatever, or the like video clip of the one woman going off on the one guy. But then I also, like I said, I said like the same like day or day before I talked to some of my coworkers and it was kind of like how people feel like with sometimes what men are lazy because they don't want to work. And sometimes it's because they're not making the amount of money they wish they did and stuff like that. And I've even seen it like with some of the people I was talking to, like guys might be unwilling to get into like certain relationships because they wouldn't be the breadwinner. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I don't relate to that. I really don't either. I'm perfectly happy. Like there were many years my wife made more money than me. Mm -hmm. I was perfectly happy with that. Yeah. You just want money to, like I said, for you, money is a means to living your life. Correct. It's not a status symbol. No, I want to be able to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Yes. You know, I, I want to sit there and say, like, <clears throat> for example, um, anybody, I, I think we briefly touched on this. Mike and I are in a Star Wars costuming yeah. group. 
And right now my daughter is slowly working on two costumes that are very expensive. Mm -hmm. And I want the ability to just throw out money whenever I need to, to just pay for that stuff. Yep. And it's, it's done. She's 28, doesn't have as much disposable income as what I should have. Yeah. And you want to be able to do the same thing for yourself to an extent. Too. I do. You I want to be able to get like your, you know, Bail Organa, Bail Organa. Or, or any of the yeah. other thoughts I have in yeah. my head of, of costumes that I want. You know, I, I want to be able to say, hey, Mike, there, you know, Oakland's not going to be at the Oakland Coliseum next year. Let's go to Oakland and watch a ball game. Yeah. I want to be able to just say those things and not sit there and go, that, that yep. trip will probably cost me a grand. I, I really can't afford that. No, that would be a nice thing to do before. Right. And they moved uh, Vegas. Yeah. And, and I mean, for the next couple of years, they don't even know where they'll play. Yeah. For, for me, that's what money is. It's, it's mm -hmm. the ability yeah. to say... You know, if I need to do something, I can just go do that. Yep. I don't have to worry yeah. about it. And that that's an important thing, really, for, I think, men. Yeah. But I think some really do see it as a status. It really is like a, I need to make a lot of money. I need to be seen as this strong. And I, like I said, I brought up to, like, my coworkers. I'm like, let's say, you know, a firefighter. Mm -hmm. Very, very masculine job. You know, they get paid well, but they don't get paid great. No. Mary's a doctor. Mm -hmm. I, why does it matter? Like, that firefighter should just be, it's awesome. I'm a firefighter. Yep. I got one of the manliest jobs on the planet. I don't care that my wife makes triple or quadruple what I make. Right. It just allows me to continue to be a firefighter, and we can live very well. Yeah. Or the people who stay in the military and, you know, maybe have other things. Like I said, there's a lot of... Really good jobs. And even then, if you're happy, if like doing something like being a nurse or being a teacher makes you happy as a guy, even if your spouse has the ability to make more money than you, if you're happy with what you you're doing, it shouldn't really care or care matter. Well, you know, I I people have asked me before because when people find out I coach, they're like, Oh, you work for a school. I don't. No. And they're they're always confused because you know back when we went to school, oh, yeah, very much. You all had the to, coaches were employed the school. by the. I mean, the assistants not so much. Right. Like Penny was never no an employee of the school. No, but head coaches and and main, I, I not even necessarily, but head coaches very Definitely much always that worked for the school. I mean, a lot of the like you said, a lot of the main assistants did. Yeah, and, and, to a good extent, and I mean. His root was a school employee. Uh, no, his wife was. His wife was. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, people have that idea in their head, and I would always tell them, no, I, I have a full-time job that, you know, allows me to be able to go and do this. Yeah. This is what I love. They understand that. Yeah. I like my job, and I like the ability, you know, that my job gives me, A, to work from home, yeah. and B, to be able to get out at a time where I can go coach. Those were important things to me. My job was always very accommodating with that. That that always made me happy. I mean, I think schools, if they can find to somebody who would be a good coach and be a teacher or an administrator as well, they would happily do that. But they fully understand that not every teacher and administrator makes a good coach for anything. Well, and it's not 1995 yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was one thing when, you know, cost of living was less yeah. and, and it might be worth it. For a teacher to you know get an extra couple thousand dollars coaching, yeah, it's not the same anymore. They're putting in more and more hours as teachers. They don't want to be there oh, yeah. no, forever. It's, no, it's very like you said. Nowadays, teachers, you know, it's almost like a double full time job. Mm -hmm. The amount of work they have to put in just to keep up with teaching, doing their continuing education, doing you know, just you know, they don't have time to grade homework and stuff during school hours so yeah. they literally spend hours doing that hours after. after school or on the weekend making their lesson plans grading their homework yeah you throw in coaching in addition to that i mean yeah you know when i was a head coach i would be at school at two o'clock i would leave school at nine o'clock mm -hmm. so now if you're a teacher you're going home at nine o'clock and you're grading for three hours and yeah you're you know, getting about four hours of sleep a night pretty much um what else is on our list there Let's see. We hit, I thought this would be a good one mm -hmm. to just kind of hit. And we've talked about it and, you know, it's kind of stuff we shared, but it was kind of, you know, some of the stuff you shared with like the Kelsey brothers podcast, like, like I said, they're well 
you know, they've got millions of followers because they're famous people. Yeah, I can't imagine why. Yeah, because they're famous. Yeah. Yeah. And very entertaining. They are. They're very entertaining. But I think the big thing that they do, and it was the one that you showed, it mm-hmm. was like not long after the Super Bowl from, you know, a year ago. 2023, yeah. where after the t- they, they played each other in the Super Bowl. And literally, you know, Jason's on there t- in tears talking about how happy he was just that his mom could be there and see both of them play. And it's just like they do, they're doing at a much larger scale what we're hoping to do, which is make men be comfortable with showing their emotions. Yeah, watching Jason Kelsey break down talking about his mom is the type of thing that, you know, when I'm coaching, I I talk to the girls about that. Listen, I cry. I cry a lot. It's okay. Mm -hmm. I I don't mind crying. I'll do it in front of you. I don't give a shit. Because... It's not a manly thing. It's it's looked down upon in society for guys to cry. And I don't, I, I guess I don't conform to normal gender roles because I just don't give a shit. I just don't. I'm the same way. I, I, I'm there to teach life lessons to these kids that I coach. And for me, it's a bigger life lesson for them to see me break down and, and be emotional than it is for them to see me always be strong and and have all the answers. Very much so. I mean, they already know I don't have all the answers. I'm not going to sit there and and lie to them. Kids are not stupid nowadays. And I don't think they were stupid when we were kids either. It was just, you know, you you didn't talk about those things. And if you did, God forbid, don't cry. Yeah. And that always bothered me. And and I think what Jason and Travis are doing is just Mm -hmm. honestly phenomenal. Yeah. They're making it acceptable. Yes, very much so. And that that's just huge. So I, I know that Mike and my goal is to try and find an avenue to them so that yes. we can be on their podcast and maybe have them on ours. I, I don't, don't think it'll ever happen. I don't either. But uh, for those of you listeners out there that have a direct line to Jason yeah. or Travis Kelsey, please let us know. Uh, if you like, uh, let's see, find a way to <laughs> practical jokers, use that to get to... Casey, not Casey Joe's. Get that to get to his brother. Get that to get to um, his wife. Yeah. Then use that. Maybe she knows Taylor. Taylor. And Taylor can get us to to the Kelsey boys. I got to tell you, Jason looks like the most fun ever. Oh, he hadn't stopped. I would would party with that guy. Oh, my God. No. Like, like, like Travis definitely, like, he's a very athletic guy. I mean, Jason is just like, you know, I mean, he's like most linemen. He's yeah. a big guy. I mean, yes, he's athletic, but he looks like a big guy. <laughs> Christy and I were talking about it, and she goes, I never realized how big Jason is. I'm like, Jason's a lineman. All linemen are big. Oh, yeah. That's that's what they are. That's how they're made. Oh, yes. And I mean, you, don't, you don't get to the pro level no. as a lineman by being, you know. A tiny guy? Tiny guy. Or a, a somebody that looks athletic? Yeah. No. I think Jason's very athletic. Oh, no, they're athletic very. for an alignment. They're very. I mean, like I said, it's amazing the fact that these these guys are probably like faster. Even when I was in shape as like a yeah. runner, they were probably faster off the mark than I ever was. Yeah, and you you're you were a runner. Yeah. Like I said, I was always like I'll fully admit when we would do like the extra people running like the hundred yard dash, the guys who were like because so many of the guys that were throwing like the shot put in the disc is they were water. linemen they were the linemen yep they could get off the starting marks very quickly you have to that's football i don't have to as a distance runner no those first three seconds are the most important because the harder and faster you can explode into the guy right across oh, yeah. from you no. the easier it is to win no like i said so that was like they uh, they beat me all the time yeah. in that i mean if i had to go for a quarter mile it wasn't going to be a, cho- a <clears throat> competition i was going to Pass him by the 200 mark and yeah. beat him probably by 100 yards. Yeah, but that initial burst. Oh, yeah, no. If you got to go 10 yards, you're screwed. Oh, yeah. Um, did we have anything else there on the list? I had thrown one more thing just because, I mean, it fits. And I mean, I wouldn't mind a, be a little thing to talk about this with each because each month there's kind of a little mental health theme to yep. every month of the year. This year, this month, and we talked about it with our my work, uh, resource group that i'm in about emotional health and wellness and it's eating disorder awareness and even though i don't think men 
in general. I mean, everybody can have an eating disorder. It's just men aren't going to be diagnosed a lot with things like anorexia or bulimia, the stuff mm -hmm. that are most well-known is the eating disorders. But there's a lot of like the binge eating, you know, that kind of stuff, the late night, like stress eating that kind of falls into that. But I think so something that one of the other core members of the group had done kind of a slideshow about kind of just, you know, it was a published slideshow mm -hmm. from some university, but it talked a lot about how to recognize things, how to talk to your family, friends, how to help get them help, things like that. But one of the things she brought up, and it kind of talks about what we talked about when we were talking a little bit about like things your grandma would say. She said at a point, I think, I remember the age she said, but I think it, it was probably either just before being a teenager or as she was a very young teenager. She said she was like, she always would snack on junk food, you know, candy, chips or whatever. And her dad just said something in passing. I'm like, if you do that too much, you're going to end up being, you know, really overweight and fat and blah, blah, blah. And I mean, as an adult, she's not overweight at all. Like she's skinny, mm -hmm. you know, she was not unhealthily skinny. Mm -hmm. You know, if there were going to be a thing, she'd be on the skinny side of the healthy weight range. But she said, and she's like, that stuck with me. And it's probably why I've, you know, still work really hard to be, you know, skinny like I am. And, you know, I, and she said, she's like, she talked to her dad like a few years ago and said, you know, that stuck with me because it was just like, and he felt so bad about the fact that he had said it and it just affected her the way it did. And I think to me, it's just like, that's something I think that brings it up is like we as men, as fathers, as significant other spouses, as whatever we are, friends, just be careful with what you say to the people you care about mm -hmm. because that can have a lasting opinion. I mean, the po it's good to have say those really positive things and the positive things do help and the mm -hmm. positive things Stick in people's mind, but the negative things stick in people's mind a lot longer than the positive things do. Easier to believe it. Yes. It's it's so much easier to believe the negative. And I think that person's dad did a great job of of understanding yeah. the impact of what they say. Because I'll tell you right now, my grandmother would tell everybody they were fat. Yeah. And if well, compared if, to your grandma, everybody was fat. I mean, yeah, she was your like, aunt Sue might be the only one who wasn't well, fat. She told my aunt to your grandma. She told my aunt she was fat too. So I mean, you know, my aunt was ninety five pounds. Yeah. Now. Um, but the difference that is your aunt was taller than your grandma. That's probably absolutely. The why she weighed more. So, and I mean, with my grandmother, if you, if you would have gone to her and said, you know, that affected me, she would have gone, then don't be fat. Yeah. That would have been her response. And that's just, you know, horrific. Yeah. I, I guess I would say. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, at least dad knew that, you know, Hey, that was a shitty thing I said. And Yeah. Because, like you said, those things they stick. They do. They really do. And she said, even after that, it's still kind of in the back of her mind all the time. Well, you know, and it doesn't. It isn't something you get over with, from with in a conversation. I I don't think we've ever discussed this specifically on on the podcast, and I've I've always kind of wanted to say this out loud. So, I I pride myself on not lying. I, mm -hmm. I don't lie very much, uh, but. I'm a liar. <laughs> I'm a huge fucking liar. Oh no! I, and everybody and, is to an extent. Well, and uh, the number. Do you know the number one lie people tell? Yeah. So, hey Mike, how you doing today? Fine. That's the number one lie. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. And I I tell people that all the time. I've yeah. gotten better over the years. Like especially in the last couple of years, people will ask me, "Hey, how you doing today?" I'm shitty, and they'll go, "Oh, that's good," because they're not listening. Yeah. Because they just expect you to say, "I'm fine." Yeah. And I've gotten better at doing that, but I, I will tell people all the time I'm fine when I'm not. But I think the the big key is, I mean, there's some people you just are going to say that to because mm -hmm. they're just the people you just pass yep. and you're not. But no, I mean, I'm just the same way. Like I say it sometimes. I say it sometimes because I don't want to get into the conversation about mm -hmm. why I'm not. Yeah. But then there are people like if the right person comes and I'm going to say that. And I mean, I will do And again, on air, uh, last Wednesday, Valentine's Day was a hard day for me. Yeah. I ended up being, by the end of the day, I was very sad. But again, at least it, it went over quick. And like I said, and I was eating lunch with a couple of my coworkers and, you know, I don't know what got me on it, but I just kind of said something and they're like, oh, you know, but I'm like, yeah, you know, and I kind of was just like, I, you know, I just, and I, well, I said something, I'm like, you know, I need to, you know, 
find a new job or whatever, find new, you know, blah, 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 find new coworkers. And they're like, what? New coworkers? And I mean, then again, you know, it's one thing to vent about your job, but, but they were just kind of like, and I mean, and I was kind of like, you know, and I was I'm like, I'm like, I don't always feel like people really, and like I said, and I realized what kind of happened. And like the next day, like I literally went up to him and I, and I apologized to them mm -hmm. for what I said. And I'm like, I really was just in a very bad mental space yesterday. I thought about it a lot at night and I kind of cried in my bed when I was getting ready to fall asleep because I just felt, you know, bad, but I also felt bad about what I said to you guys. And so I, I made it, I went out of my way to say, and I kind of said, this is where it stemmed from. And I'm like, I do really appreciate you guys as friends and coworkers and everything. And so, but it's still that willingness to basically be like, okay, I know I did something but again, you know, these are the people that I don't usually say I'm fine with because they don't usually say that they're just fine with me. They're mm -hmm. usually, again, open because they know I'm going to be a good listening ear. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's a good segue into let's find out a little bit more about Mike. Mm -hmm. So uh, you're knocking on 50. Knocking on 50. Um, May 6th. May 6th, yep. Um, I think we're down to eh, probably under a little over 70 days at this point. Yeah, something like that. Um and, you know, we, we've talked a little bit about yours and my journey together. Yeah. And I, I kind of want to hone in on that 15 years that we didn't really talk. Yeah. Um. So at the time, we were both dating people that. Yeah. You talked about this. Yeah. Didn't get along. And, yeah. and we sided with our. Yeah. We sided with the people we were dating. And, and that, mine ended. You're married to yeah. yours. Strange how that worked. But <clears throat> that's for another episode. But even that took a lot of. A whole lot of work. Uh, yeah. That was not like a. You were right, and I was wrong the entire no, time. That no. was a lot of yes. That I was just a lot of back and forth, a lot of work. Yeah. And, and again, my marriage is a great example of if you want to stay married and you work at it, you will stay married. Yep. Yours is a great example of if you don't want to stay married and you don't work at it, you won't stay married. And and I'm gonna, I'm just, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm straight to the point. Uh, who didn't want to be married? My ex. Did you work at it? I tried my hardest. And. If it's a one-way street, is it ever going to work? Nope. I mean, the problem is I didn't try hard for long because once I realized it wasn't going to be a two-way thing, I wasn't going to put forth the effort. Yeah, you were smart enough to cut losses yeah. at that point. I cut losses, yeah. <clears throat> and, I mean, you know, so <clears throat> you had that relationship. Um, how long did that last after we stopped talking? Mm, dated for about a year and a half. Okay. Longer after that, and then... I tried to stay friends with her, but again, That's I tough. still had feelings and it made me learn that I can't really be friends with an ex, ex that I'm was romantically and felt I was in love with. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it's difficult. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm pretty much the same way. Like there are people that I had romantic feelings for that, you know, in passing, if I see them, you know, I can give them a hug and that's cool yeah. and all, but we'll never be tight. Yeah. Um, we'll never really do anything together yeah uh so you went from that uh i don't i think i had to have told you this story you probably did but i might have been not totally with it well no no but this was this would have been two years 2022 no maybe 2023 it was we did i did the memorial day parade mm -hmm. with my kids we were doing we walked in it with scouts and one of the other families that was at there Kelly, my ex just happened to be like yep. friends with them like she came up and i was like i'm pretty sure it was her i was 75 percent sure it was her mm -hmm. i wasn't going to say anything because i really didn't care to but literally it was the fact of it i think this kind of helped think about how i felt about myself is like there was no way for her not to know it was me i had a name tag that had my name on it. yeah i had people calling me mr benson or mike or whatever yep. the fact that she was hearing that and had no interest to even say hi just meant me i did realize like i said i looked up through the friends i was connected to the the scout family on facebook so i looked up to see who some of their friends were and it was my ex kelly and it was just like one of those things i'm like okay well she's in such a bad place that she doesn't even want to acknowledge that she knew me yeah i mean I think I'm always in that bad place. Yeah. I think I always. Yeah, but you'll always acknowledge that you know me. I well, I mean, you're different. But yeah, I mean, if it was somebody like yeah, 
I can't say that though. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like if I ran into Brandy in public, it's I mean, it's not that. Yeah, I, but there's a point. She did a lot of things to make you hate her. Or and it's not even that I hate her anymore. I just I don't care. Just go away. Yeah. Like I wouldn't. I would just turn around and walk the other way. I I would not stay in the presence of somebody I I don't. The bad that she called you guys bad parents though is like that's oh yeah that was big. huge yeah. That was huge. I, again, you can do whatever you want to me, but if, it, if you attack my parenting or my child, then that's yeah. just, we're done. Um, so, yeah, that story I did actually remember. Yeah. Um, so, you and her are done. Yeah. What led you to your wife? I mean, you know. Honestly, just a lot of, like, I mean, it took three, three and a half years. I mean... Again, it was another setup. Mm -hmm. Just a coworker that was good friends with her that I was pretty good friends with said, "Oh, you know, she's going through a divorce. You guys might actually like each other and everything." And that's how we met because it's like, and like I said, we did. But I mean, I tried dating and it was hard. Like I said, I online, and that was still when online dating was not what good. Yeah. So I mean, I'd gone on a few dates and I had somebody I did for about two and a half to three months, and that just kind of didn't happen and then it was kind of like i don't know more at that point i was just kind of you know still wanting to look but not trying to mm -hmm. do it but it was just like i said it happened but yeah and i mean so in the beginning mm -hmm. things good oh yeah and she seems to have that honeymoon period for a while oh yeah definitely whereas you know she just absolutely loves being in a relationship mm -hmm. and yeah so well, that's the entire thing she needs to be in a relationship yeah but it always has to be an exciting relationship yes because once it loses that excitement she loses interest and has to go find a different one yes so how long was she with the ex-husband that one they were married just over 10 years but even then she said you know the last few years were just because they've been together for so long and that she still had the young kids or whatever and you two had been together. And the only thing that they that really made her file for divorce was he was cheating on her. Oh, well, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. Other than that, she probably said she would have stayed with them just for the kids. When you two were together. Just upward, under seven. Yeah. I knew it was over five. Yeah. And then, of course, the next one, it was less than seven. Oh, yeah. But, but I mean, there were extenuating yeah. circumstances there. But, but even that, it felt she like was, they were yeah. going to be getting divorced within about a year or so. So, I mean, you know, there, were, there was just a kind of a pattern there. So, you know, when you, when you look back at that relationship, obviously, you know, you did what you could do. But there, again, she fell out of I mean, and interest. just looking back at a lot of things, and I've looked back, like I said, the self-reflections I've done, like I said, and I would never even get back with Kelly, but I always felt that at least, I think she and I had more truly in common than Jen and I ever did. Mm-hmm. And I think it was more for me having a relationship and for her, again, having that relationship. And then we had kids and everything, and that kind of added to the excitement for a few years. And then it was kind of like once that initial excitement went, that's where everything kind of lost its sparkle. You know, and I think when we look at relationships, you know, I nobody will be shocked that knows me to hear that if, I didn't have Caitlin, Dawn yeah. and I would have broke up. Oh yeah. Because there were just points where I didn't want to do this anymore. I, yeah. you know, there, there were too many issues. I, it wasn't worth working on, mm -hmm. but I had this young kid that, you know, thought I was the greatest thing in the world and I yep. wasn't going to let her down. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't say, unfortunately is at that point, truly only a stepdad. Yeah. Cause even yeah. at that point you hadn't really taken, given her your name or anything. Yeah. She didn't get, she didn't change her last name until she was 16. So you know, you really had no way to like if that ended, you she could fully fully pull Caitlin out of your Oh, absolutely. And that was just not acceptable to me. So I was doing everything I could to keep that going and make that work. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you you also, I mean, you had two kids biologically, obviously, with your ex, but you know, I I'm sure that was a factor in you wanting to make it work. I mean, yes, not wanting to put them through it, but I mean a lot was I I did love her. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it was her that fell out of love with me. It, mm -hmm. it it took seeing her basically be a very distant parent and just 
see that she literally can't not be in a relationship that made me finally realize like that's what made me fall out of any sort of love with her. Well, I think one of the things that has always impressed me the most about you is a lot like myself. Uh, your kids come first. Oh yeah. There's Hands there's down. there's no ifs, ands, or buts. If your kids Hands need down. something, that comes first. Because yeah. even like when we're planning things, we plan things when you don't have your kids. Yeah. And if you have your kids, then we're just not planning at that time. Because... Or I can I work I talk to my kids. Be yeah. Like, hey, if I do this, is this going to be a problem? Like, you know, I would have Max normally on a Tuesday, but I'm going to get you know somebody else to take him to his band, you know, practice and everything on Tuesday. And, you know, I'll basically be like, you know, I'm going, my, you know, one friend is coming down, Dave, and Mikey's going to meet us. We haven't seen Mikey since, you know, the, just before the new year, you know, we want to, you know, hang out and, you know, he'll be perfectly fine with that. Cause it's really dirty for that. It's literally just getting him to his band. Parents. It's not like he and I are going to be hanging out, you know, doing something together. I, I got a funny story for you. Yeah. So I'm talking to Mikey yesterday. And he's like, yeah, it'll be fun going to apoptosis, which he cannot say apoptosis. Yeah, I'm which sure is not. funny. Um, I'm like, yeah, you know, we all get to use our mugs. He goes, I'm a mug. <laughs> oh, my God. I said, yes, you do. He goes, no, I don't. Yes, he does. I said, yes, you do. He goes, did you guys buy me a mug for Actually, something? I bought a second mug for I, me, and I bequeathed my first mug to him as a I said, present. I said, technically, Mike bought you a mug for your wedding. And he goes, he did? And I as <laughs> he was he would say that's my age because i gave him 48 you did it was he has no recollection of it none whatsoever i thought it was hilarious I drink i don't drink from 48 as often but i will drink from five every once in a while uh, you are more than welcome to use my cup anytime you always ask me like which one are you going to use today like, oh, let's use this one today i i have not been down there in a while and i'm, I'm itching to go back it's, <laughs> we, it's a week from tuesday we will be down at apoptosis which is our favorite a uh, local brewery because mm -hmm. Mike knows the people that own it, and and honestly, they have really they good have beer. Really good beer. I mean, but I, like we like a lot. I mean, we like mit, 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 Mitten up here. Love Mitten. Mitten Brewing is and as and want to so and want to check out um two guys at some point. See if that one yeah. <clears throat> really awesome beautiful Caitlin. woman from uh that was here that one day is there. Yeah, Caitlin loves two guys. She raves about them. Like yeah. I've been there a couple times, and you know they're all right. Um, but then you what is it? Trace Gatos is that the yeah, one? Trace that Gatos, has the trivia. Yeah, they they have some decent beers. I really I do enjoy them. They're supposed to be on Bucks and Brews at some point, but the uh, Booker hasn't reached out to them yet. Uh, that still need to get apoptosis on. We do, and we need to at some point do a podcast. You guys need to do a podcast from the beer exchange. We do. Hopefully, this summer we'll be a yeah. little more open to doing yeah. some of those things. Um, but yeah, I. <sighs> I don't know. I, I, I look at what you've been able to do since, mm -hmm. you know, you've been back in my life mm -hmm. and uh, you know, we, your kids know you love them. And that's yeah. just, it's remarkable that you're setting a different type of example for them, knowing full well that that's something they have to see. They do. They have to see a, a parent who <clears throat> doesn't, who really puts them first, who doesn't, you know, necessarily need a that, and I mean, to me, I think that's really a big thing too. Is show them you don't need to have a significant other in your life to be happy. You can be happy with just, you know, having a good set of friends. You know, having family. You know, your you know things like that, and not needing that extra piece, and just be happy with who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest thing. Is my ex isn't happy with who she is as a person. Well, and that's, I mean, we talked about that in the beginning of this episode. I, I don't like who I am as a yeah. person. And, and those are tough things. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to touch on this because my wife never listens to a podcast that I do. So <laughs> on Monday, uh, Caitlin had a little issue at her place where she found, you know, she had a leak and there mm -hmm. was some mold and, you know, what am I going to do? And, and Dawn was at break room doing a session. So Caitlin came over with, the clothes and I'm like, we'll put them in a bag and figure it out. She's like, okay. So <clears throat> I I decided I was going to go back to Caitlin's place with her. And I assumed that my wife was going to meet us there after she was done at break room. Unbeknownst to me, she decided to go and use her free play at the casino, which 
kind of pissed me off. I'm sure you because, hadn't told me that. She told me about the the plumber and the yeah, yeah she, discussion about shouldn't she just be going through the yeah. So she away? she decided to go play or free play while Caitlin's you know not really freaking out but upset because yeah. she has this issue. Yeah. So me first day of antibiotics and I, I've been you know mm. really sick the entire mm-hmm. weekend. I'm going and taking care of this because my daughter needs somebody to take care of this. Mm-hmm. And I went and I texted Nick. I'm going to read it verbatim after, after I got home, because I got home and I was, I was pissed off. So Nick and I are very much the same person in many ways. So I, I told Nick, I said, so I learned something today. And he asked me what I said, I learned this. There's two types of people, those who wait for the pizza guy or go to the casino when a family member has an emergency. And those of us who are sick as shit and find ways to fix it anyways. And I had a concussion yeah. a few years ago, and I called my daughter because Dawn was at work, and, and I said, hey, I just fell in the garage. I almost knocked myself out. I really need you to come. And she goes, well, the pizza guy's coming. <laughs> and did not come to rescue me. She did call a really good friend of mine who was like three minutes away who did come and rescue me, but I, I was... I was upset because I'm calling you, telling you I need you. And, and she's like, the pizza, and not a good pizza place either, like a horrible pizza yeah. place is coming and left me laying there, you know, on the floor in the garage. And then, of course, this other incident. And Nick, you know, kind of laughed it off. I said, you know, they tell me that they're willing to do this, that, and the other thing. But I'm the one that always shows up. It's always the angry alcoholic that always shows up. Yep. And it pissed me off so much because there's all these things that, you know, I am that are horrible things. Like I'm always angry and I'm an alcoholic and I'm, I'm whatever. But damn it, when you need me, I'm always there. And it doesn't matter what the fuck I'm going through. I, I feel like shit. I, I don't want to be out. I can't breathe. I can't mm-hmm. hear. But here I am, you know, cutting, you know, helping Caitlin cut carpet out of her be- uh, bedroom closet because the tub's leaking mm-hmm. and my wife's at the fucking casino with her free play yep and again i don't normally care when dawn goes and does that yeah. you know you got a free 10 bucks to use by all means go use but it again it's that was a point where the extra set of hands could have been better absolutely been useful yeah i was i was really upset because it, it where are your priorities yeah you know, my priorities are helping out my my family because mm-hmm. they have an emergency and they need help. And unfortunately, that's not always their priorities. Yeah. You know, and again, I'm I'm gonna drop everything when you need me. And that yeah. that I guess it can I, I I I guess the point I'm trying to make is it's frustrating when you don't see that reciprocation. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, circling back to the beginning of the episode when you talk about things like invalidating feelings, I mean, you know, that it, it it works right into that because, you know, this is what I'm willing to do and somebody else isn't willing to do this. But then you want to tell me how I should feel about certain things and I'm mm-hmm. telling you how I do feel. Yep. So I you know, just my my little rant there for, for the episode. At this point, we've probably gone over an hour. Yeah, it's probably been about that. So this was a good episode. Yeah. We definitely hodgepodge. Definitely. But I think we had a lot of really good things. Yes, I would um, agree. I hope that, you know, those of you that do listen, uh, share this with your friends and family. I hope that, you know, you're finding some use out of this. And and as we always say with our other podcast, Bucks and Brews, if there's certain things you want to talk about, please let us know. Yep. We, uh, we really want to hit on things that are important to everyone's mental health, not necessarily just men, but yep. especially men, because we want to break that stigma down. Yep. Um, we we need to do that two or three percent that the Kelsey boys aren't doing. Yes. <laughs> to help, you know, people understand that it's it's okay to have emotions and to express those emotions. Um I I think it's becoming more acceptable, but it, it needs to be even more acceptable. Yes, I fully agree. But yeah, I think yes. I think this was a good one. I think we had a lot of good information. Like I said, hopefully as we get our online and social media footprint out there a little more. We'll, uh, you know, maybe pick up, you know, a couple dozen listeners. 
Yeah, and if uh, if you don't follow us on Facebook, please go follow us on Facebook. Every once in a while, I'm sending out some videos. I think you should, you know, watch that tie into mental health. And Michael posts every now and then on on stuff that he's got going on. And yep. and I think that you know a lot of good information can be found there. Yeah, um, I'm trying to get into like finding like some good like inspirational like things, whether it's a video or a picture or a quote, and start putting those on there weekly or something like that. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. So thanks for joining us, everybody. And we'll be back with you in, I don't know, two, three weeks, somewhere in there. Somewhere there. So we'll talk to you soon.